throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, beautiful soul family, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights, your home for spiritually guided transformation and empowerment. I am your host, Dear James, and together with the Unseen Spirit, Source, and Symphony, we look at the current energies and we follow their guidance, their wisdom, their grace on this incredible journey of life. So it's it's been quite the roller coaster ride. So and yet this this week is calm, and that's a nice thing. Well, up until Sunday, it's calm, calmer waters, um, and yet even even coming then, it's going to be quite interesting. So. Welcome, 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 everyone. Um, welcome, Olivia. Place in the comments where you're, say hello, that you're joining from around the globe. And then remember, we incorporate your questions and your comments live throughout the broadcast. So let's get to it because we have, there's a lot here. We have a couple of main themes that are playing out. We have the beautiful, and I'm just going to bring it up right now because it's, it is our main number. It's our main theme this week, and it's number 27, and it is a very auspicious number. It is known as the Trinity of Trinities, and it's because the three times three times three, three representing the Trinity, the three times three times three, of course, three times three is nine, nine times three is 27. So this Trinity of Trinities, and we also have this element of the seven times seven. So these sevens have been playing out for us all year long and will continue to do so all year long. They'll reverberate. And seven times seven is known as the perfection squared. And so we have just at the top of the hour, want to go to the fact that we are dealing with the number 27 and it's an auspicious number. Um, And just to give you a real quick taste of what it means and how you'll see how it ties in and Number 27, so in in the Bible, just off the top, Sarah, Abraham's wife, she is the only female whose age is recorded at death in the Bible, the only one, and she was 100 plus 27 years. The New Testament in most modern translations contains 27 separate books, The, uh, the Old Testament 39, which makes 66 total. There are some variations to that. Um, However, this 27 books in the New Testament. So you can see where the 27 is integrated in our knowing, in our lineage and everything. Powerful number. I'll post a lot of this up for you um, in the show comments and everything. Point being is, We have this auspicious number, and it's known as nourishing. So it's it's what do we nourish? What are we nurturing in our lives? And you're going to see how this plays in with the other main themes, because it really comes to this aspect of, I'm just going to put my specs on because I'm much better. I can see everything. See, we're going to see much clearer. There's a purpose to this, that we see much more clearly. When we nurture the right things, what are we nourishing? What are we nurturing? And that is hexagram 27. Now we're going to marry that with our main theme. And our main theme, and this is so beautiful, um, I'm going to bring it up on the screen here. Magic in the making, a return to the soul, a return to the Savior. And so what this is talking about is And this song, it comes with this song. So this magic in the making comes, for many of you that may know the lyrics, it comes from the song from the the play Sunset Boulevard, the musical Sunset Boulevard. And the song is As If We Never Said Goodbye. Glenn Close played uh, Patti LuPone, Glenn Close. um, Gloria Swanson was in the movie. Uh, Welcome, Ava. However, this magic in the making, a return to the soul, a return to the Savior. And the lyrics to this song is what is so amazing. 
because it, and so think about this when you hear the lyrics and everything, think about it from the standpoint of soul source connection, your soul, the savior. And it says, I don't know why I'm frightened. I know my way around here. The cardboard trees, the painted scenes, the sounds here. Yes, a world to rediscover, but I'm not in any hurry, and I need a moment. There's this point of the fact that we are returning. Remember, this whole discussion has about advancing to a new age, a new era, which is really going back to where we began an octave higher. So it's coming full circle. And then it says, I've spent so many mornings just trying to resist you. I'm trembling now. You can't know how I've missed you. Missed the soul source connection. Missed our soul. Missed this connection with source, with this higher power. Missed the fairy tale adventures in this ever spinning playground. We were young together. We come in with our soul. We leave with our soul. We come in with this soul source connection. We leave with this soul source connection. Yes, and also Betty Buckley. Yes, indeed, she did. I even saw her. I've seen. I saw Glenn Close. I saw Betty Buckley. Um, and it talks about. It goes on to say, and this time will be bigger and brighter than we knew it. So watch me fly. We all know I can do it. Could I stop my hand from shaking? Has there ever been a moment with so much to live for? So there's this beautiful, because it's about the um, the chorus line is the fact that it's, I'm coming out of makeup, the lights are already burning, not long until the cameras will start turning, and the ever morning madness, and the early morning madness, and the magic in the making. Yes, everything is as if we never said goodbye. So this song really epitomizes the main theme, which is magic in the making, a return to the soul, a return to the Savior. And remember, this, the Savior in the sense of our, our soul source connection, the beauty, our, our, our birthright, who we are, and that we've gone so far away from it, and we're returning. And so here is this magic in the making, this number 27 the trinity of trinities, this coming together, this perfection, this auspicious, our auspicious nature is what they're saying to me in the moment. This moment where we remember who we truly are. And they said, the second thing they said, because the first thing was about number 27, the trinity of the trinities. And they said, the second thing they said, oh, the awe and wonder of it all. Exclamation point, dot, dot, dot. Where do you see slash perceive yourself to be? Where will you see yourself? And so this is, oh, the awe and wonder of it all. Where do you see yourself? Where do you perceive yourself? So there's a big point here in in what they're saying to us. What the unseen is saying to us is, again, what we imagine, what we perceive, what we see with our mind's eye, what we believe, we will experience, we will receive. And so they're telling us, oh, the awe and wonder of it all. Where do you see yourself? Where do you perceive yourself to be? Big, important, major energies. We again have, because the, the 6 and the 14 is a 20. And so we have this 20 over 2 again. It, it, eternal wisdom. All-knowing, all-seeing. It is a part of us. It is innate in us, and we're being called to rise to the occasion. We're being called to ascend, to transcend. And so we have all of this magic in the making that is available to us with wisdom, with grace, with humility, go as guided, this beautiful messaging that is coming in and playing for us. So Welcome, Elizabeth. Um, yes, you've been missed, and we are joyed to see you back with us live. So let's just go right into the astrological influences, because I want you'll see how all of this ties together in, in this week's show. So 
the message about the astrological influences, galactic center guidance. There are three things that are happening on Sunday. We have a Gemini new moon at 26 degrees. So the sun and moon are together. They're going to be 26 degrees Gemini. Uh, the moon, the new moon, so the sun and the moon are going to be conjunct quasar 3C147. I'll explain what that is in a moment. Um, at 27 degrees Gemini. That is opposite. So this 27 degrees Gemini is directly opposite the galactic center at 27 degrees Sagittarius. And then we have Saturn stations retrograde at 7 degrees Pisces. All three of these things, all of this is occurring on Sunday. And so why is that important? What does this have to do? And I'm going to go to uh, Pam Youngin's North Point Journal. Um, I absolutely love her, and she does really amazing, insightful, usable information. And I just want to bring this up on the screen. I'm going to go to the North Point Journal, and you'll see she's talking about the new moon and so forth. And the big piece here is galactic astrology. Next Saturday's new moon. Let me get this up on my screen. I may have to be able to. Oops, I'm going to do it this way. Sorry. So. Um, will be tightly conjunct Quasar 3C147 at 27 Gemini and exactly opposite the galactic center at 27 Sagittarius. With this Quasar activated, a tremendous amount of new information is available for download, and many will feel a strong desire to share what is received. The guidance here is not only to receive the information, but to channel it through the heart before allowing it to be expressed by the voice or in any written form. So it's, it's directly opposite, so the new moon, and it's Gemini. So that's information. It's how we communicate. It's how we think. It's how we receive. With the sun, together with the sun, it's new, opposite this galactic center, the galactic center. So new information coming in. And this is, this is about, again, what are we nourishing? Magic in the making, a return to the soul, the Savior, and this new information coming in to be received. And then before we express it, and not to judge it, stay in discernment, stay in receptivity, but stay out of judgment, and then heart-centered. What are we nourishing? How do we express ourselves with this new information? The Galactic Center activates a clearing process before the download of information may begin. So there's a clearing out of the old and an incoming of the new. Once we commit to allowing this clearing process to occur, old limiting patterns, ideas, and beliefs, and self-definitions are dismantled. This one aspect, show after show, the unseen has been guiding us to lay down the old identities, labels, beliefs, titles, all of these things. And here it is. Here is that piece where the Galactic Center activates a clearing process before the download of new information may begin. Commit to allowing the, the clearing process to occur so that these old things, we just let them go. This allows us to both receive and transmit clear insights and information without it being contained by outdated filters. So there's a real opportunity here on this Gemini new moon and this directly opposite the galactic center for us to receive new information, for us to receive knowings, epiphanies, um, advancements. And the only thing that we're required to do is to release everything let the old go, be open, commit to being open to let go of the old ideas, the old paradigms, the old structures, the old labels. You know, it's, it's like, <laughs> they're like, it's like a high colonic for the soul. So you, it's for the personality, the ego, my personality, the soul, it's just like, whew, we let it go. So as to receive. And it will be a higher version, a higher octave of ourselves that we are receiving the wisdom and then before we act on it sit with it with grace with our with our heart centered selves to allow it to come through
That is the power of this. And so it's very interesting. They always say calm before the storm. Um, for any of you that have lived in, in the Midwest and um, the United States and everything, it can be pouring down rain and crazy, and then it just goes absolutely still. And then it'll either hail or a tornado will, will come or something. It's that kind of concept. This whole beginning of the week is very calm. Astrologically speaking, it's calm. Because there's a culmination point at the end of this week on Sunday where all three of these aspects are occurring. And so, and it's Father's Day in the United States on Sunday and so forth. Um, so it's very, it's, you know, isn't that very interesting to recognize the, the divine masculine, the patriarch, on Sunday at simultaneously while this is occurring. And yet at the same time, it speaks to the fact that we're going to clear out the old and then receive new information. So again, that whole not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, we take the best of the best, we celebrate and honor it, and then we cleanse it, purify it, allow it to, to be released. We, you know, it's namaste. I bow to the, 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 the I bow to the divine in you. <laughs> Tongue tied on that one. So as to receive the new. Fascinating timing. Fascinating um, master weaver. So we have that happening. Now let's look at the main energies. So with the main energies, it's a six month, all month long. So we have that conflict and destiny that see the, are you in conflict or are you letting go? Are you receptive? Are you committing to receive the new? 14, today's the 14th, is about great possessing, shine. And we've had this, it's a beautiful hexagram beautiful number. When you combine the two, the six and the 14, we get the 20, which is contemplation, higher view. It's a higher, it's like being in the tower. You have a higher view or the bird's eye view. And also the one and the four is a five, nourished while waiting, patience. And then we have, it's a seven year, all year long. So we have the army legions, that's correct discipline. This is where you know, Pam Youngins is speaking to before you do something, before you act with this new information, before you write it, speak it, um, articulate it, correct discipline, sit with it, absorb it, receive it, and it will reverberate. It's not going to be, uh, I'm just, it's going to reverberate, meaning it's it's going to be, the new will be, up, will come upon us is the way I'm hearing it. So, which means it will come in waves and ripples. And so it's for us to utilize it with correct discipline. And the overall, of course, is 27. The 6, the 14, and the 2023 20, becomes a 27 nourishing vision. What do we nurture? And this is so important to this magic in the making, a return to the soul, a return to the Savior, because we are returning to ourselves. And, they, and number four, I'm going to just go to it right. They, you know, number four, simple is as simple does. It's truly never underlined. It's truly never that hard. And you're going to see too, and there's some um, references to childlike um, behavior, movies. And so this truly, they they highlighted the word truly. And that has to do with, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and the, the lead divine feminine character, Truly Scrumptious, was her, is her name in the, in the uh, film, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So they're saying to us, simple is as simple does. It's truly never that hard. So in essence, it's what we make it. Um, I go back to the, to the interesting fact at the time with Moses and the Israelites and so forth, and Moses goes up the mountain. He comes back with the tablets. They have 10 things on them. With God saying to Moses and the Israelites, make no law I've not given you. 10 fingers, 10 toes, 10 commandments, two tablets. Boom. Simple is as simple does. And because, and, and then in a sense, Look at the mockery we've made of that with all, I mean, thousands, if not millions of laws 
because somehow we couldn't follow the ten that were given. And the first one, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself and thy God above all other. However that, if we did just that one, if we did just that one, as, as a uh, professor, he, he said, if we did just that one, the rest is commentary. But again, we've moved away from ourselves. We've moved away from the purity of our essence, of our soul, of our divinity. And so this is the great return. This is the magic in the making. Because number five, as we get into all of this, they said, you are, in quotes, the miracle you've been waiting for. So take that first. Just You are the miracle you've been waiting for. And then they gave us the word celebrate. And here's this beautiful image of, you see all of these light orbs, this beautiful, um, I believe it's a hydrangea petal, mystical, magical, blue, shimmering base. And there's something about, um, it's very angelic, this, this uh, hydrangea petal. And it's, it speaks to the essence of us, the purity of us, the delicateness of us. And yet, the empowerment that we all hold within ourselves. We, have, we are divine beings. We are whole and sovereign. We have the right to choose. And yet, simple is as simple does. It's truly never that hard. So keep all of these things in mind as we move into hexagram 43 and this, this beauty. Um, they're saying to me the beauty in the making, the magic in the making. There's something really, truly um, profound. And it's been this. I don't mean to overplay it or... However, there's, it is an auspicious moment. The number 27 is auspicious. For those of you born on the 27th, wow, how beautiful. All numbers are beautiful. <laughs> However, 27 holds an extra, um, an extra heaping of, of divinity, of goodness. We only need choose it. We only need lead with it. It's powerful. So hexagram 27. And it's all about nourishing vision and nurture. It's hidden influence. No surprise here. Number two, receptive, divine feminine, the receptive. Yield to your, to your soul source connection. Yield to the host, to the master weaver. Lead with your soul. And then here's underlining cause, 28. 28 becomes a 10. It's a critical mass. It's an adjust. And so it's a beginning again aspect. And beautiful quote about bring it up here. Everyone sees the unseen in proportion to the clarity of the heart. And what this speaks to, welcome Brigitte, um, what this speaks to, and I mean, look at this beautiful book, Wisdom. We've been talking about wisdom, walking with wisdom, living with wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge personified. Wisdom is soul source connection, soul GPS. And here's, so here's this book denoting wisdom, knowledge, wisdom. Everyone sees the unseen in proportion to the clarity of the heart. And so it is about what are we nourishing? What we nourish isn't from a mental, is not a mental construct. It's an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a knowing. It goes on to say, and this is a quote by Rumi, and it goes on to say, and that, so everyone sees the unseen in proportion to the clarity of the heart. And that depends upon how much one has polished it. Whoever has polished it more sees more. More unseen forms become manifest. And this is what we've talked about where we exercise our bodies. We exercise our minds. We exercise from a nutritional standpoint. Most fail to ever exercise their soul, their soul source connection. 
And that depends upon how much one, so seeing the proportion of clarity of the heart and, and what we see from the unseen, magic in the making, what the return to the soul, depends upon how much one has polished it, exercised it, polished it, honed it. The more one does, the more one sees. Because you're saying to the unseen and you're saying to yourself, to your soul, come out, come out wherever you are. Come forward. Come play with me. Come guide me. Come show me the way. The way. Not my way, not a way, not the highway. <laughs> the way. So, goes on to continue here. Thunderous change now moves within the mountain of keeping still. The hidden influence is the receptive, the divine feminine, or a need to reflect on the type of inner vision we are nourishing. This is a time to consider what type of thoughts you nourish in order to understand why events unfold as they do. Your motivations can be understood by looking at what you attract to yourself. The cause is critical mass, or the idea that after a breaking point, you must look for the real essence of what might fulfill you. It's never it's never that hard. Simple is as simple does. What are my motivations? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I receiving or attracting what I'm receiving? And thereby, it tells a story. It tells your story. Perhaps dissatisfaction or defeat is merely a way for you to understand the hunger pain for change. Before proceeding, take time to understand how your thoughts shape and nourish and nurture experience. The before, before proceeding. That same thing with that galactic center in this new Gemini, Gemini new moon on Sunday. This new information, this clearing out of the old, the receiving of the new. Before proceeding, take time to understand everything. How your thoughts shape and nurture experience. Am I leading with my soul? Or am I leading with my ego mind personality? Am I leading with my patriarchal self? Or my matriarchal self? the receptive. And it's not to say, again, it's not to say that the, the creative force and the receptive force, yin-yang, the harmony, the blending, we want and need both. That makes it whole and complete. The essence of the, whole, of the Holy Spirit, the essence, Trinity, that brings it all together in harmony, in balance. It is as if we have two minds. One that exists in the carbon-based organic body that is focused wholly on survival. Divine masculine, creative force. It is trained to detect anything that is wrong in the environment. This is where the ego mind personality is constantly feeling as though it needs to protect us. However, the and part of that is the experiences, life experiences that we've had. We need to um, see beyond them, see through them. If we stay on the surface, then we're just boxing ourselves in. We're pulling back. We become the lesson. We don't transcend it. And so, and that means that we're somehow gucking up the divine masculine because it's representing the creative force. It's representing the ego mind personality and it's getting corrupted. There's goo. So we got to cleanse it. The other is energetic and guides our dreams with a boundless optimism focused on growth. So divine feminine, what are we nurturing? The heart, the soul, it comes forward. Both are natural in all of us, although their focus can be at odds. And many times it is, because the soul is true north. We've discussed this a lot, true north. That's all it can ever be, true north. Ego, mind, personality, all over the roadmap. It can be perfectly aligned in service to the soul, or it can be way out in left field that's just, you know, going about, running amok, thinking that it's protecting us. And yet, is it? Because if they're not, if they're at odds with one another, then, then it's not. They're meant to be in alignment with one another. So the omniscient, dreamy mind has the purpose of unleashing the patterns of thought that lead to stagnation or a lack of fulfillment, meaning it brings out in us 
So the divine feminine and the soul source connection and this whole thing brings out the things in us. It speaks to us so we can see stagnation, lack, adversity, so that we can transcend it, not become it. That's how it then is in service to the ego mind personality. They're in, they're in reciprocity with one another. Are you cultivating a picture of success or failure? How you nourish your body is no different from how you are organizing your experiences. Are you in a hurry or do you enjoy eating? There's a, there's a fascinating thing. Wallace D. Waddles, the book is a hundred and some years old at this point, And he discusses this very point. When you sit down to eat, are you eating with integrity? Meaning gratitude, appreciation, chewing slowly. I know this sounds, you know, and yet we've forgotten it. We've forgotten how, because what happens when we slow down, when we chew slowly, when we really take in the moment, it also breaks the food down more, which means that our bodies process it properly, more securely is the way they're saying it to me. It doesn't get bound up and blocked. Is your philosophy manifesting the feeling that all is well in the world or that life is working against you? If you have hit a wall, is this wall just the fear of making necessary changes? So again, the ego mind personality puts up the roadblocks, tells us stories, scripts, stories, these, oh, that's going to go wrong, horribly wrong, yada, 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 yada. And yet there's a knowing that the soul is saying, proceed this way. Proceed this way. But the ego mind personality is afraid. It doesn't, it doesn't know what's over there. It's unknown. It's unseen. And because we haven't been exercising the soul, we're afraid of it. So we're at this moment, this magic in the making, a return to the soul, a return to the Savior. And the Savior is self. We save ourselves because we already are of the Savior, one and the same. So we're saving ourselves by choosing to do so. It's not, it's not some you know, heroic, external fairy tale in the sense that someone comes in and saves us. Because then when that fails, and it's in the post, truth, trust, and transparency, everywhere you go, there you are. So we're not saving ourselves. We will blame others later. Because we went about it saying, oh, you came to save me. When that doesn't work out and I'm still there, I'm still dealing with all the things I've been dealing with. Well, everywhere I go, there I am. So internal job here. What we think about all day colors the environment we meet. This is a time to examine your motivations, thoughts, and actions so that you can move in sync with what you are creating for yourself. Smile and watch how the world responds. Smile. Celebrate. Celebrate your true essence, your divinity. This isn't, this isn't lip service. This isn't, um, I didn't want everyone to see me when I'm saying this. This is not lip service. It's fact. It's truth. Smile, and nine times out of ten, the world is going to smile back at you. Yes, there will be that person that does not smile back. And in that moment, to yourself, smile even more. Smile more brilliantly. Not putting it on them. Not stopping them and saying, hey, why aren't you smiling back? And what's, what's your problem? That's reactive. When we just sit and say, hmm, with grace, let me send them goodness quietly, internally, because that ripples out. Then we're not in. You'll see how this reboot your mind into an open and non-judgmental perspective and watch how the world opens to you. There are no lines separating what is happening in here from what transpires out there. The highest expression of ye 
is not just personal sustenance, but an ability to create nourishment that fulfills those around you too. It's that unseen ripple. It's the beauty of the unseen. They are everywhere. The unseen is all around us. The veil has just made it so that, again, the more we, we don't polish it, we don't see it. We're oblivious to it. Or the more we polish it, the more we interact with our soul, the more of the unseen we see. Numbers, symbols, images in the clouds, uh, synchronicity, knowings, epiphanies, because we're, in con- because we're interacting with them. We're in reciprocity with them. We're honing and polishing and, and nourishing that, that most important element of ourselves. That's magic in the making. That's where things sparkle and twinkle and come to life. There's this, because with this quote, what the people determine as great, they nourish. See, what we determine to be great, we nourish. And again, most are not in awareness of determining that their soul, their soul source connection, their relationship with their soul, with the Savior, the soul is the Savior, that it's great. In most, the, that awareness is non-existent. So we come to a point of critical mass is also a message that you cannot fill yourself up and hold on to the great energy or it will overwhelm. So what we're talking about here is what they're saying is, see, and once you begin honing and polishing and connecting and doing this, critical mass is a message that you cannot fill yourself up and hold on to the great energy. We talked about this in many shows ago with the divine feminine, this energy, where when it arrives, when it comes through us, when it's moving through us, like genie in the bottle, it is not meant to be encapsulated and contained. And We are meant to allow it to freely flow through us, knowing that it is ever-present. We don't need to bottle it and try to hold on to it and enslave and encapture it, because for the love... <laughs> We are finally letting it fly, you know, flow freely, no longer enslaved, no longer held back, held down, um, missing, denigrated, back, present, full force. And so allow it to flow through you because you know it is here to stay. It will not leave you. Um. When you seek abundance in life, you can only remain open by allowing this abundance to flow out into the world. Because you are open to life's benevolence, it fills you daily. And from the smallest, simplest act, I mean, you smile, you pay for somebody in the, you know, you're in the drive-thru or something, and you pay for the person behind you, and it creates this ripple. It can be the simplest of things. It can be that you just step outside for a moment and take in nature. You take in the beauty around you. And that un, that energy, that feeling, that vibe that you get from that, where it just fills your cup and it fills your being, your being ripples out. It's constantly ever present. The more we interact, the more we polish, the more we receive, the more we put out. Because again, we're in collaboration, not competition. It is limitless. What is yours is yours. What is What is mine is mine. I don't have to compete for something. When I receive it, it was because it was mine. I was meant to receive and experience that. It will be the same for you. And it will be the same for 8 billion people on the planet. The ego mind personality, the old paradigm, will tell you that everything is in lack. You must compete for it. You must then be ruthless. You must take it from another. Somehow they've aggrieved you. They've robbed you of what's yours. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. What are you nourishing? Are you nourishing that belief? Or are you nourishing the one that says, I know what's meant to be mine is mine. I know that what I receive is mine. What I put out 
was mine to put out, to give. Because we're each like that snowflake. We are each whole and complete, unique, and yet all of one. So there's beauty in the messaging here of, of what we're talking about. Let's go on. And, and I want to give you the mantra really quickly here. Our mantra for the show is nourish what I love. Nourish it. Celebrate it. Nour- and don't apologize for it. Nourish it. <laughs> nourish what I love. About yourself. About life. About others. Nourish it. Because it will reverberate. It will keep coming and expanding and growing. And because we don't hold on to it, it's ever-present. It's ever-flowing. We don't want to back that energy up. Can you imagine backing up the good and trying to contain it and hold it and not share it with anyone? Yeah, that's not. Moving on. The arousing thunder moves within the mountain. It suggests how thought is excited into action. The master said, what the people determine as great, they nourish. The energy of thought becomes manifestation simply in how you interpret events. Many people can witness the same event, but each will project a different experience. Yes, and that's important because we are snowflake in the most positive way. Each snowflake is unique, individual, not like another one on the planet. Well, 8 billion people of uniqueness and yet unity. And so when we harness the best in each other, the best in ourselves, there's no competition. There's collaboration. There's greatness. And remember, here's that beautiful, um, nope, sorry. Whoop, going there. Boom. Without rightness, there can be no greatness. It's like without rightness, there can be no greatness. And of course, when we're in greatness, When you are steadfast in your power, you cannot be thrown from your center. Steadfast in your power is not ego, mind, personality power. It is not creative force power. It is receptive. It is all-knowing. It is soul source connection. So when you are steadfast in your power, in your centeredness, you cannot be thrown from your center. It's impossible. Because you'll see through the illusion. You'll know, ah, this is an opportunity, a.k.a. test. Do I react or do I respond? Am I reactive, proactive? Do I sit with it for a minute to see below the surface? Or do I just run amok? To know what is important to the person, one must only observe what they actively cultivate. Although you come to give life labels, The way passes through the mouth without flavor. In other words, there's no judgment. It's not determined good or bad, positive or negative. We simply see the way passes through the mouth without flavor. Divine and neutral. What is here? What opportunity is being afforded to me? I need not label it good or bad. It just is. Simple is as simple does. When you are participating in your growth, you will see the way as being good. If you are not, you will call it bad, and yet it remains without distinction. So there's this beautiful point about, and we do this, right? Humans, us human beings, we do this. (laughs) We want to label everything good and bad. We, because then it means something to us, as opposed to just sitting with it allowing it to pass through the mouth without flavor, without judging it, so as to receive. Well, here's the galactic center on Sunday, this new moon, Gemini new moon, and it's going to give us new information. And the first thing Pam Youngin says is, do sit with it. Do not judge it. Allow the old to fall away. Allow the new to come in. And before you speak it, write it, Convey it. Know that you're finally doing so from a place of purity, honor, truth, grace, gratitude. Because it just is. It just is. There's no right, wrong, or indifferent to it. Because we can look at some of the worst, worst things. 
And when we look below them, we will see their purpose, their truth. It's never what it looks like on the surface. And that's equally true of something that we would say of the greatest of the greats. When we sit with it, we can equally see through it to see what's its truth, what's its purpose, what is it teaching me, what is it affording me. Same thing, same principles. So, last but not least, got to put my specs back on, I apologize. Um, Observe the person by what they nourish. A person who understands the way will conform to the way. A person who lives by the rules of others will conform to the rules of others. A person who knows only loss will conform to loss. In the image of a mouth, nourishment goes in and expression comes out. What you nourish in your heart and your mind becomes the image reflected upon experience. If you want to experience life differently, begin to approach life differently. So there's a beautiful message here that the, tr- the simple truth, the simple truth of this message of the magic in the making, a return to the soul, the savior, the trinity of trinities, what's on offer with number 27, is what we nourish, we will experience. Plain and simple. What we judge will color our experience. And so the way is to not sit in judgment. Is it, That's where we said, you know, the truth, the truth speaks for itself. We don't need opinion. Opinion is mental. When we just sit with something and we allow it to come through, we really allow it to permeate, and we're willing to do the work. We're willing to hone and polish. We're willing to, you know, dive deeper, go higher. Those hidden pearls of wisdom in any given experience will come. You will be able to see what someone's nourishing. Ah, they're nourishing lack or dysfunction or confusion. And that's why they're acting this way. Okay, what am I to do with that? Ah, that's not, that's not mine. Ah, okay. Or I rush in because I have a need to save them. However, that means I'm either enabling or denying them the ability to process and and achieve something on their own. Thereby, ah, I'm being presented with this so that I won't do that. So that I will face my own need to be seen, valued, save, be be the savior, save someone. When what I'm meant to do is save myself. I'm meant to not do that because by doing that, I'm giving away my power. And then when it doesn't turn out the way I want it, and they don't honor me and love me and adore me, then I'm angry and the cycle continues. However, it wasn't yours to do so because it was theirs. What was yours was to not rush in and save. And yes, it takes great because there's an unknown, right? There's an unknown. I'm reminded of children and um, parents and children, loved ones, friendships, people we love. We all want to keep them from harm. We all want to save them, save each other, prevent harm from happening. And yet it's only our judgment that colors it so. It's our judgment that something's right or wrong, and thus they're in need of saving or not. And yet it might be perfectly divine what their soul asked. It may be, again, it's that beautiful saying they gave us, the unseen gave us many, many years ago. One of the hardest things to do in life is afford another their life's journey. It's hard to bear witness. It's hard to stand back. However, when we nourished, what is it we're nourishing? We're nourishing a state of divine neutrality. We're nourishing magic in the making. We're nourishing a whole new way. Goodness, kindness, grace, humility, love. Love one another as thyself. Simple. That's what we're returning to. That's what we're looking at. Elizabeth, 
Um, I think that means making decisions and accepting the outcome is the hardest part. Other people's reactions, people's pleasing, working on this big time. Exactly. Because we get caught up in judgment, expectation, enabling. We get caught up in all of, of not letting someone down and so forth. And yet the minute we do that, we are off center. We're out of alignment with our truth. And so, again, we can say, you know, it doesn't have to be confrontational. Saying no doesn't have to be confrontational. It can be said with grace. It can be because we've got to first, again, save ourselves, recognize. I mean, you're on a plane. What is the plane? Put your oxygen mask on first and then assist others. You can't assist others if you've passed out from lack of oxygen. <laughs> oh, I love them upstairs. They're, you know, the unseen, they, they really are quite uh, humorous. So this is, this is the beauty of where we stand. Because, ah, let me bring this up. Do not, with this number 27, this beautiful number 27, trinity of trinities, the auspicious nature of it, those who were born with it, you brought in a, a, a quadruple, a triple helping. Am I going left or am I going right? It's as simple as that. This trinity of trinities, here's the image of the the actual the representation and it's known the trinity in representations and symbols can be known as the triangle the trinity knot the fleur-de-lis the trinity shield the boromian rings the trefoy triangle and three-leaf clover all of these are representations of the trinity and this beauty of this interlooping and you notice the triangle is whole it's it's consistent the circle is consistent they're interwoven so that we all understand, like we said, this force, this power that's coming. It's ever-present. It's ever-ongoing. That's represented by the circle. And it's equilaterally um, equal. Three equal sides of a triangle interwoven with the circle. This beauty of this, the empowerment of this, the auspiciousness of it. Remember that that is you. You are this symbol. You are the Trinity. Because we are all of the divine. Whole and complete, ever endless, ongoing, no lack, no breaks, no break, no seams, no breaks, no seams. We lack nothing. The only thing that tells us so is the goo, the degradation of the ego mind personality, judgment. Believing, as Elizabeth was talking, was speaking to, believing that we somehow have to do something to please someone else or not do something so as to please someone else. Which means we're not allowing ourselves our soul's journey, and we are denying another their soul's journey. No matter how great or bad, because remember, that's a judgment, but that's how I'm speaking to how we label it right now. We're happy to do it when we think it's good. We're not happy to do it when we think it's bad. That's judgment because we're stuck at the surface. We're not nourishing. What are we nourishing? We're nourishing the surface. We're not nourishing what's below the surface. We're not honing and polishing and nourishing the soul source connection. We're not seeing the soul. And yes, there will be times when you finally, when you do your honing and polishing, you see your soul, you see the other souls, and you see what everyone said they would do, what this soul said it would do. It may be excruciatingly painful, and yet there will be truth and power and purity and grace and pearls, wisdom contained within it. 
we may want more for someone else. However, that is incumbent upon them, not us. So, to sum it all up here with this beautiful moment, and I, it, it is about nourishing. I, I Please forgive any harping that may have been here. It's not. Uh, this is such a beautiful moment because I'm taken back to Sunset Boulevard as if we never said goodbye. It's such a beautiful moment, and the lyrics to the song really epitomize this. There's, it's coming full circle. The image they're giving me in this moment is coming full circle, and it's as if we meet ourselves and we see ourselves for the very first time. Childlike innocence, our soul. We see ourselves for the very first time, and this time it's bigger and brighter. This time it will be different because we chose that. We truly chose to experience this time of coming full circle, of going an octave higher, of advancing in a way that we haven't seen in millennia. I mean, truly the golden age, I mean millennia. And thereby, it is simple is as simple does. There's the purity, ah, Number three, before I forget, number three, they said, allow your imagination to lead. That the imagination is a beautiful bridge, a beautiful connector to your soul, to your soul source connection, to that childlike awe and wonder. And when they gave me that as number three, Trinity, number three, allow your imagination to lead this beautiful bridge, this beautiful connector. And I got the image of Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie, in the movie, at the very end, he had done all of this, and he was being tested. And because he and Grandpa had done something in the, the, I think, the belching machine and so forth, they had consumed a piece of candy that caused them to belch and rise and whatever thing. So in essence, because they had stolen a piece of candy. And at the very end, before Charlie is named, um, proclaimed and named and chosen, to replace Gene Wilder's character. He has to be willing to give back, to say, I'm not for sale. I did something wrong, but it wasn't on purpose. And so if that's if that means that I'm not worthy of it, I'll give it back to you here. In that moment, he, he walked with grace. He walked with wisdom. He said, my soul is not for sale. I don't need the titles and the ownership and the labels and the pomp and circumstance of it all if it comes at the cost of my soul, if it comes at the cost of my divinity. And of course, in that moment is when he is chosen. He passes the test because he knew it was demonstrated what he was nourishing. And there's a beauty in this. Allow your imagination to lead, to connect you to your soul source connection, to bring you back home, so to speak, to bring you full circle. So that is where we are. It's quite an auspicious. I can't wait to see what happens, you know, with Sunday, um, you know, and how that reverberates out again. Remember, it will reverberate. Um, So allow yourselves the grace of returning. Be childlike. Allow your imagination to come forth. I know Elizabeth does a lot of painting, beautiful artwork, which is allowing imagination, your soul source connection. No matter whether it's artistic, it can be math. You can be a CPA, a bookkeeper, a doctor, a nurse, a a janitor, whatever it may be. Allow your imagination to come through, to hone and polish, to exercise your soul source connection. We're going to leave it there. I will see you all back. Interestingly enough, it will be on the 21st, next Wednesday, and we will see you then. And I look forward to your comments. Place in your comments on Sunday, um, what are you experiencing? What are you feeling? It can be simple things. Again, simple things, but what are you expressing? Please put them in the, in the show comments below. Love, love, love to all of you. Can't wait to see you next week. You've been listening to Dear James Live 
Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.